Greetings, dear witches, and thank you for tuning in to the Modern Witches Podcast, brought to you by the witches behind the Modern Witches Confluence and our Witches Gather event series. I am your host and Modern Witches creatrix, Casey Zabala, and I am here to offer this space to commune with the many multifaceted currents of witchcraft at work in our world. Together, may we collectively re-enchant our realities, both here and between the worlds. Hello, and welcome to part two of our Pisces season magical astrological report, forecast, musings. Um, I'm so excited to be here with Karima and Mariana. Hey. Hey, guys. And yeah, Pisces season, wow, has brought the intensity in many ways. Um, And we're excited to talk about sort of the the last part of the Pisces season uh, in March as and we're gearing up here to the spring equinox. So I do want to just put forward for folks as you're thinking about your your own personal cycle of evolution, you know, what feels like it is transforming within you as you get closer and closer to the spring equinox, which is this moment of awakening you know, what, what seeds have begun to take shape, what seeds have already begun to sprout, um, what feels like it's really becoming crystallized for you in terms of your own personal healing and intentions for the year. Yeah. It can, it can feel like, I don't know, I've, I'm feeling a little bit, I don't know, this winter has been icy. <laughs> you know cold feeling um energetically and I don't know about you both but I'm definitely looking forward to the equinox and a little bit of a shift in energy in that way always always this Mm -hmm. year last year I'm like being an Aries oh yeah of course so much Aries I'm always like and having like planets around equinox time I'm like always oh so good it yeah. just feels like awakening. I I do I won't say it's ever been easy though. I don't think I've ever been particularly um that it's like a flowy time for me. Mm-hmm. But I always experience eruption during Pisces season somehow. During mm-hmm. Pisces season, I always um that water does not allow that rising tide. <laughs> every year for me does not allow for me to slip through right it's like something within my emotional um relationship to myself and to other people gets through upheaval one mm-hmm. way or another um and I always come like because my it's my 12th house probably empty by the uh, spring equinox but um, the end of Pisces season is um, sun is here. We've talked in the first part uh, of the podcast about the sun Saturn conjunction. So in the second part of the Pisces season, sun is separating. So you can like look at the month as what has been building up up to that sun Saturn on conjunction on twenty seventh of February. 
And whenever you listen to this, Sun is separating from Saturn. So the month pretty much is divided. The main thing for me is that building up of realizing that certain things need to be um, getting more clarity, more boundaries need to set in place, fears that are rising up, um, certain control issues that are rising up, desire to control our emotions coming to the surface. And then after Sun-Saturn conjunction from 27th of February into uh, March 20th, that separation, it's sort of like what meeting the limitation has done to you? What, have, what lessons have you um, learned from trying to suppress your emotions mm. has it served you how do you do that unconsciously how do you try to control something so vast unconsciously and what does it do to you because as it's building it's harder to really reflect on that it's sort of grasping for control out of fear and when it's separated <laughs> it's a bit more bless you it's a bit more um, clear, mm -hmm. I feel like. So, yeah, how do we try to control something that is very difficult to control? Surrender. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things to do, in my opinion. Yep. Okay, well... We are going to start talking about the transits on March 8th. Mercury forms a conjunction to Neptune at 27 degrees of Pisces. Mm -hmm. The poor Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> that poor Mercury is being drugged to the mud in Pisces season. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's like, like first you're like, want to make a steel out of me i'm not meant to be a steel <laughs> i'm meant to flow and then you try to completely dissolve me in this ocean so um this mercury i think this pisces season you need to like look at your mental processes with um, a grain of salt mm. yeah and, uh, <laughs> good advice pay attention to any of you like motion that day you can't <laughs> whatever you think space <laughs> yeah. yeah it's important to look at it like it's valid what's coming up is valid what is it valid for is a whole different question everything is valid it's mercury it's like when i say like take it with a grain of salt i'm not saying discard it i'm saying understand that there is a time and place and purpose for those things and this is a very creative mercury it's not a mercury to make life decisions it's not a mercury <laughs> to plan <laughs> a long-term project it's a mercury to to allow yourself to do things that are a bit ethereal hard to catch but nothing structured nothing that has can affect other people it's yeah. like that saying like we are 
spiritual beings having a human experience yeah yeah definitely feel that vibe yeah just it's okay to be undone and a mess and confused Mm -hmm. totally this is a day to be confused (laughs) it's a day to it's not the day you're gonna figure out everything (laughs) like it's a day where actually you're exploring all the multi possibility that can happen in your life or all the emotion you can explore inside of yourself and yeah even channeling is a great day record this is a, a great day to get into it um, yeah, it's interesting because I noticed when I was looking at this, that conjunction of um, Neptune and Mercury is forming a square to Vesta, which is one of my favorite, personal favorite asteroids. Um, and it's like the devotional part of spiritual practice to me is Vesta. Yeah. Um, tending to your altars, tending to your daily rituals that keep you feeling and connected to your spiritual practice, mm-hmm. um, that might be a good place to lean into when you're feeling like the overwhelm potentially or the anxiety or whatever is manifesting for you. Yeah. This transit. And always, always look what planet rules this transit, especially such a confusing transit like this one. Again, it's Jupiter. Everything this month is ruled by Jupiter. <laughs> and Jupiter is in Taurus. So go hug the tree. I don't know. Go like lay on the ground i don't know yeah i don't like to like that, but it's also like a day like i notice like i'm not pushing you to do this but like drugs during that day can bring you in another sphere i i wouldn't suggest doing drugs on that day don't do drugs <laughs> i feel like, like for people like even smoke weed that day can bring you into another world i feel like just maybe just yourself and coffee will be enough that day (laughs) yeah go by the water i don't know do things like that because it's such a it's if you find a saturn there if you find yourself in a sense of isolation or a feeling that mercury neptune can um expand that sense of separation or like one thing because like jupiter is in a venus ruled sign jupiter and taurus the ruler of that conjunction love and the lack of love and i'm not talking about romantic love that included but not exclusively but the sense of craving that cannot be fulfilled for whatever reason for a connection can be really um, prominent during that time and just in general Pisces season with Saturn in it a sense of craving something that you feel cut off from that is so elusive and hard to come by you feel like can be creativity during the Pisces season doing any creative artistic work is gonna bring so much satisfaction and all the yes absolutely lean into your creative process here yeah the the and after 
that conjunction, um, a couple days later, Mercury moves into Aries. So there's a shift there. And on the same day, March 10th, we have the new moon in Pisces at 20 degrees of Pisces. How are we feeling about this new moon? How do we feel about it? <laughs> I feel like all the new moons lately have really been mm -hmm. in conversation with Uranus, which has been really fascinating to just navigate. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to quickly find the exact chart of that lunation. Um, give me one second. So it's on... Oh, I'm going wrong direction yeah March 10th March 10th um so March 10th it's at 20 degrees of Pisces right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of sandwiched between Saturn at 11 degrees of Pisces and then Neptune's at 27 degrees of Pisces um yeah and we have the sun and the moon there forming a sextile to Uranus this time oh, I like that um, so I feel like it's Uranus in a maybe more supportive aspect to the new moon, um, mm -hmm. invoking sort of that creativity, invoking, um, the, the, the spiritual rebel perhaps as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with, with the sun and the moon right in between Saturn and Neptune and with Uranus here, I feel like there is a very collective feeling to this new moon. Mm -hmm. um, like how can, you know, the, the collective nature of Pisces be articulated through you um, rather than maybe feeling like isolated in your experience for whatever reason, like how can you bring your experience more to a community place? um yeah yeah it it feels because of that like you said placement between saturn and neptune um i don't know it feels very um it's first of all first thing i want to say is that this is i think not the last, but the last before the last. How do you say it? We have one more after that. Lunation so close to Neptune while Neptune is in Pisces. So that sense of uh, beginning without having a full view ahead of us, without fully having clarity, we had so a lot of like lunations in the last few years in Pisces. They were all were heavily influenced by Neptune. And it feels like a lot of the collective illusion has been shattered in those years because Neptune is where the reality does often does not match what we have thought of the reality. So I feel, um, I don't know what's happening to me today, but it's a little bit off topic, but as I speak about these transits, each one of them in the first part of the podcast and the second, I almost 
feel how the transit is going to be as I speak because how I feel about it as I speak about it and the way I speak and it's far away it's like in a month this new moon in Pisces but it's actually right on my Mercury exactly so the way I feel about it is like inspired but directionless <laughs> that's how I feel about it I feel optimistic but without a direction I feel <clears throat> that's how it feels it's, it's almost like I can't find a word <laughs> but I, I had to pause for a second and be like it feels good but it feels absolutely directionless yeah I feel like the first part the previous episode we made is so heavy and I think a lot is going to happen during that time and this new moon is just feel like without direction like you mentioned it but it feel like a new hope like a new wave of hope and a new way of healing and I feel like it's very I don't say like I don't like to use good and bad but it feels very good even if we don't know where to go I think this new moon is a great way to manifest hope mm -hmm. in the world and like I think my ritual that new moon will be around this um because we see so much traumatic thing and this new moon because is ruled by uh, Jupiter and Jupiter is in Taurus and it's an harmonious aspect with Uranus and this lunation just respond well to each other and like how they communicate it feel like a new wave of hope that then that we dare to wish for something better to come and mm -hmm. not being um like in a self-negative thought like we could have been in the first part of this um season yeah. just feel, it feels like a new hope and like you mentioned don't know where which direction don't know how to manifest that but like yeah the world and having this collective wish this collective ritual for better things to come feel very good during that new moon in pisces Especially yeah. this is the last sign of the zodiac, we mm -hmm. like having this kind of like is a mutual, multiple sign. So it's like kind of able to shift you, able to shift something and close something. And starting with the spring equinox, might be something merged from it and something grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It feels like a really beautiful opportunity for like that big picture visioning. Mm -hmm. What is um, it? Yeah. What does it look like? You know, I'm really encouraging that type of space in your life would be really beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, you can sort of take mm -hmm. what feels really true or alive for you and put it into your spring equinox workings. Mm -hmm. um, it's so vague that it feels like if I could, if I would make a suggestion for this new moon as a practice around it, it would be around how do you want to feel in every particular energy that, that is important and you need, you, you think needs expansion for you and for collective. How do you want to feel around belonging how do you want to feel around how does how do you want a safety to feel how does um 
sharing feel how like sitting with a like a very big all-encompassing sense how would you like to be held being held by a proper emotional environment how would you like it to feel taking action going forward and you can always reflect to that space does it feel like this like because it can look so many different ways we don't know how that expansion or purpose or ideas will actually look like at the end Mm -hmm. but we can plan during this new moon in pisces how we would like them to feel which is such an important for me i think methodology of like spell work and magic and manifestation work Mm -hmm. you know it's it's one thing to have the desire in, in an intellectual way or an abstract way but it's very much another thing to like actually embody what it would feel like mm-hmm. to have the thing to be the way to ha- be living in a different world so yeah and this is a perfect new moon for that because it has enough separation and being held by the long-term vision planets mm-hmm. one that is holding it and the other one that gives um that sense of possibility and fantasizing about it um how does the collective safety feel like what how does how would it feel like i think there those questions needs to be asked before the spring equinox because Mm -hmm. pisces does not get work done by thinking about it mentally (laughs) i also do like the you know, Mercury's moving into Aries at this moment too, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's all this big picture visioning, and then there's a shift of, you know, how we might go and approach and and dissect and understand all these things moving forward is like shifting into Aries, which is all about initiation. Um, mm-hmm. So, and like being having these ideas be fresh and new um, and unburdened by tradition perhaps so and mercury is also in applying sextile to pluto that does help Mm -hmm. yeah so get dreamy on this new moon i'm excited Mm -hmm. we'll have to like put out a little a a spell for for everyone yeah it's a really good time for the dreamland (laughs) to take the main seat um and and then we have on march 17th the sun neptune conjunction that follows kind of the vibe that we've been just talking about Mm -hmm. it's sort of like uh bringing clarity to those feelings and infusing them with sun quality hopefulness the life you know, taking them into the light maybe more a bit. It's like positive. Yeah, it's like Mercury is like bringing you all those like bang and then the sun coming and kind of like your ego selects which one. (laughs) Like, you know, I feel like it's like a a little process that is happening Mm -hmm. through Neptune. Uh, Yeah, it's it's, it's not the best part of the year to make many decisions. I just got to say it out loud. Like, it's not for me the best. It's a great thing to plant seed, I feel like, to 
having thing to emerge like like idea and like maybe idea of that what type of relationship you want to have with a person what type of project you want to have with yourself or outside of yourself like you know it can be very large and broad but it just feel like for those actualization you might want to wait until spring equinox to really think is all those were valid and those emotion were valid and those ideas were valid I feel like Neptune bring fogs it's just the way it is and so mm -hmm. it's being like being comfortable to be not sure or unclear being comfortable of being into um the waves and you know in the dark and in the unknown and just like let yourself be like feel comfortable into that space yeah I think it's I mean I also think it's you know Neptune can also is a deeply spiritual planet and it's also one that is about illusion and delusion and I think this moment could be a real time when you're sort of assessing like what spiritual systems feel like they support me and which spiritual systems feel like they contribute to escapism or bypassing or like not being present here in the now. And it might be that you're so wrapped up in that that you can't even see your way out of it. Um, but hopefully just, you know, being in a place where you can either really tune in with a spiritual framework or really examine how a spiritual framework is making you feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ego meeting the infinite and Hard. finding how small it is <laughs> yeah. and how uh, fragile it can be in, in the face of something so grand and all-encompassing is interesting. I find... Um, Neptune to be one of the best manifestation planets if you do it from a place of like we spoke a lot surrender if it's a very it, Neptune with sun aspect that happens on March 17th is a wonderful manifestation day if you can connect to your true emotional needs if you try to manifest from the place of it's not it's it's that's when illusion delusion disappointment comes in <laughs> but to really allow that the prior um neptune transits can help you unlock that true emotional need once you connect to the true emotional need um neptune's sun can really bring in it into the reality for you it's just that allowing to be overtaken by that Neptune without expectation, that is a trick. <laughs> because being taken, not overtaken, but by being held by Neptune is a wonderful thing when you do not expect what it will be. <laughs> when you have a preconceived notion about Neptune, Neptune is just a massive disappointment 
<laughs> I love that. I love personal that. experience. I think, well, I think we all have like, it's interesting. You have your egoic assumption about like what spirituality is or what religion is not so much religions, but spirituality, mm-hmm. you know, um, and how it could function for you or support you. But there's also, you know, elements of spirituality that really challenge us and challenge our ego in particular, you know, mm-hmm. to understand, you know, that it's not just about us. It's not just about our personal experience. It's not just about a human experience. So mm-hmm. I think there there could be something here that kind of um, unlocks a greater sense of awareness of like how spirituality functions for you and like, what does it do for you? Mm-hmm. Um, like, how do you show up for it? How does it live within you? Um, what does it offer you? Yeah. Without, without those preconceived notions of like, this is what I want it to do for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Liberate me, expand right. me, give me mm-hmm. the knowledge, all those things, you know, because the other side is I do want to have a liberation. My expectation is liberation and having a knowledge is also an expectation. It might be to be completely taken apart by it <laughs> is an interesting experience um, because that is also an expectation. The surrender is an expectation. Everything is an expectation. How do we... and? Um, and I like to say, until it happens, it doesn't happen. Right. The spirituality doesn't, mm-hmm. it does not, you can like bang your head against the wall for as long as you want, trying to surrender. Right. <laughs> you can meditate like, for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's on its own timing. Um, that's how I look at it. So trying but- to enter with no expectation then Mm -hmm. totally and I think it's it is a real um gravity shift from the beginning of Pisces season to you know March 17th with this Neptune sun conjunction here I think there's there's an invitation to really reframe something and just to kind of experience the world in this in this transcendent way perhaps um and I'm hoping that that like really can can invite in some, I don't know, the mm-hmm. fresh perspective we need in order to get through uh, the challenges we're facing, basically, mm-hmm. and to push us into the spring equinox. I'm really excited about this transit happening right before then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling capacity, expanding our feeling capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. I'm always like terrified for Pisces seasons, but I'm always grateful in retrospect for them. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree with that assessment. Mm. Pisces seasons can be really tough. They can be really tough. They're like, they want you naked. Yeah, says all like the, the fire signs in the room. We're all just like, ooh, Pisces. We all like three fire signs. So like, it just wants to be it all. Like, I know, for I'm our listeners, dirty. yeah, for our Pisces listeners, we adore you, and I hope you have a yeah. great Pisces season. Yeah, happy birthday! Happy birthday. <laughs> thank you, everyone. Yeah, yeah. here with us. Yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we are so excited to. Um, 
be moving through this world with all of you. Thank you Mm -hmm. for sharing the podcast. Thank you for your comments. Let us know how you're liking the two part new format of this, uh, of our episodes. I think it's, it's been great for us and we'd love to hear your feedback and we will be back in Aries season with more. Yeah. Thank you. Take care, everyone.